Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we embark on an epic quest to save a nun from our evil brother, who's way, way older than all of us, except for maybe Mike. Because we're talking about Hawk the Slayer. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, guys, thanks for joining us this week. This week, we are talking about Hawk the Slayer. But before we get into that, I do want to say leave us a five-star review on uh, iTunes and leave a comment. We'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. We have none tonight, but that's okay. Hawk the Slayer, let's talk about that now. Hawk the Slayer was directed by Terry Marcel, came out in 1980, had a budget of a question mark, made question mark in the box office, was filmed in the UK, and is rated PG. It has a Rotten Tomatoes uh, percentage of 56 from the audience. That's from the audience. Yeah, what's I, what's the uh, what's, yeah, the, what's uh, the actual one? Uh, did there was none. So oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Too too low to to too low to print. You know, I, that's yeah, what they I mean, that's what they do when you try to buy something online. It's like, oh, it's too low for us to print the price. I actually think it's because it's priceless. And you know, what I mean? there's just there's no way to put a. Put I don't a, think that's the case at all. Go ahead, Cody. <laughs> okay. If you don't know what this movie's about. <laughs> Uh, with the aid of his companions, a man seeks to defeat his evil brother, who has taken a nun hostage. A pre- nun hostage. That's pretty yeah, much that's it. About right. If you're wondering who's been, you know, gaggle of geese is in here. Yeah, <laughs> through through my whole introduction, trying to do a professional introduction here. Everybody's it's trying to do a professional show. This is a professional yeah. service here. You got Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going there? <laughs> Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hey, everybody. All right, this is Mike's pick. Mike, why in the hell did you pick Hawk the Slayer? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've made it a, a mystery that I, I've always been uh, fond of the sword and sorcery genre. Um, I found this film about maybe maybe a year ago, and uh, I just remember putting it in the old DVD and checking it out and just being goddamn mesmerized by what I was seeing in front of me. <laughs> DVD. Ye old <laughs> DVD player. As you cannot... Uh, surprise, surprise, guys. You can't find this on Blu-ray. Uh, we, oh, we were joking about it, though. I think we're not too far from Arrow putting out some yeah, kind of weird like, 4K oh, resto. It, 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 yeah. it, it, I, think, I think it definitely needs to see... So you can see where all that uh, special effects is coming from. I am surprised because yeah. that sweet cover art uh, really yeah. would look good on a, on a Blu-ray box. It, it, it's damn good. Um, but yeah, I was mesmerized when I saw this film. I, I, I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. Uh, I've probably seen it uh, quite a few more times uh, since uh, since that time a year ago. I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like this movie is as um, much deserving of a 4K restoration as Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter is. Nobody got the joke. No, because I what is that? That's a hammer film that's really bad. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I remember I remember <laughs> what that not cue the unre- laughing. Unrelated to yeah, <laughs> thank you. The laugh track. Unrelated to this film, but I remember my 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 dad saying that was an awesome movie and we rented it and then when it was over my dad's like that was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's reaction was better than the actual You thought film? there was a, a yeah. film called Captain Kronos Vampire Slayer? It's Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. It's a Hammer film. It's a real film. I uh, know. I believe you, but your your dad actually picked it up and be like, "This is gonna be fucking gold." No, no, he saw it when he was a kid. Oh, okay. 
but you know <laughs> he wanted to revisit yeah, his childhood, much like we do on this show. Exactly every every day. <laughs> Go on. The fuck. So for the other guys in here who did not pick this film, uh, had anyone even heard of this before? Negative. Ne- right, same here. Never heard of it, Chris. Nope, nope, never heard of it. So, and I had no preconceived notions going into this. Like, I looked at the cover <laughs> art, didn't read the back, just threw it in the player and watched. That's really? how I did it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see any of that because I watched it with Mike, so it was already in the player when I like came downstairs and it's like, all right, what's happening? And then I was greeted with. Captain Kronos. Uh, <laughs> or no. Captain, you're going to get I'm confused. I'm all fucked up now. Everybody's going to be fucked up the rest of the night. You're welcome. Cock uh, the slide. This is just like when I called uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Friday the 13th, except exactly. these are not at all alike. <laughs> I Googled Captain. images of it, so I did have a preconceived notion of it, and I was like, oh, no, not Kroll again. Oh, yeah. yeah I can see how you could think now, that. Now, thing. You know what? I've, I've heard this film has been re- uh, related to Kroll on a many occasion, and there's actually one actor in this film that actually was uh, in both of those Ooh, films. Makes sense. Who was that? It was the guy who played Gort, uh, Brian Breslau, is it? The um, giant. He played the giant. Bernard Breslau. Yeah. yeah, he played the giant in this, and he played the uh, he played the, the cyclops. cyclops in the other one. Which is yeah. weird because the Cyclops reminded you of the like Gentleman Broncos does kind yeah. of like a riff on it. And when I saw this, um, the, uh, w- the 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 woman, the witch, mm-hmm. basically yeah. who has like the Cyclops eye, like. Uh, band over her Stitched eyes. Her, yeah. I was like, that reminds me of Gentleman Broncos. So it's it's weird that it, these kind of movies. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, it's it comes from a world where this kind of stuff was pot like like people liked this in Sword and Sorcery. Well, there was that whole. I mean, Sword and Sorcery became big. I mean, after obviously Conan made it really mm. brought it to the forefront. I mean, there were Sword and Sorcery films before this, but it wasn't until that was the heyday. I think it was like late seventies to like eighty mid eighties that. It, there was like a huge boom for these types of films, and is there a lot was, of really shitty ones like this? Oh, most of them are. <laughs> oh, I love how he said that. Uh, like this. <laughs> if, you, if you if you've watched any of the Deathstalkers, ooh, those Roger Corman films, they're just soft porn. Okay. Uh, masquerading oh, as a Conan movie. A lot of laying by like like waterfalls with horses. A lot of in the a lot of times and... where like a, like a like a like an like a pig man will just walk by and just tear a woman's. <laughs> oh, it goes. Top off it for, goes there. For no reason. Quite honestly, okay, but yeah, that's uh, you should I, check those out if you, you know, really like. It's a medieval times that, that should happen. More sensual, I thought maybe. <laughs> that's how they. It's just like that's Game how of they Thrones, did it back. except you know with pig men and well, shit. Well, then there's like that Barbarian Brothers one. Yeah. Oh, I want to see that. Actually, that's actually one of the more I feel like had a little bit more of a budget behind it. Sadly enough, yeah, that's the one that had the but budget behind Beast it. But obviously, Beastmaster is very, you know, obviously a very popular. Yeah, this one. is not a genre like I'm too familiar with. So this is mm-hmm. kind it of was, a. It had a short. Shelf life, um, because I mean, like I said, Conan came out and people were just like, "How Holy long shit. is the shelf life on this?" When did like when do you know, do you know? It the, only the lasted history? about sixty or seven years. That's it. The sword and sorcery genre. Well, as like its it. peak, I should say. Don't get me wrong; there are still like you could say Lord of the Rings is a sword and sorcery yeah. kind. It's not traditional. No, but the, the peak, but, yeah, yeah, the heyday of it. Because I, I was thinking, like, well, I mean, spaghetti westerns lasted about. Yeah, yay long. It was like sixty-seven to seventy-four right. is when like the heyday, and, and then after a, that, did you say yay long. Yay long. Did I say that? Yeah. Yay long. Yay long. Yay, yeah, yay long. from days of yore. Okay, I, didn't, <laughs> I was like, wait, how long is yay long? I had to stop myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it took me like three. Everybody came up with their yeah. own measurement. It took me about 30 seconds to process that he said yay. Yeah. I mean, you could even say Highlander to some extent. Well, I had my hands out in, with a sure. space between them. So, it, it, I mean, it keeps going. Obviously, there's a fan base for sword and sorcery, anything. I mean, it is still uh, something they use quite a bit, but like... 
to see to see something. That's why I wanted to ask what you thought the budget was of this film because I can't tell. Like it this could... is definitely one of the lower ones. I'm going <laughs> to throw my, my 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 amount. I'm going to throw out there is two hundred thousand dollars with those matte paintings. Higher. No. Two hundred thousand. I'd probably. It was shot. It was shot in the time span of what four weeks. That was it. I'd I say mean, like four fifty. You're talking about those those matte paintings. I mean, that is technology that, that they good. were using back in the '60s that they're using in a film that came out in. Oh, I know. Like, and they're like, not I mean, even really. And they weren't not that good. good. They weren't yeah. good. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. yeah, I think they were just like still images or something. I don't I, even I, think they were matte paintings. It was just. It like, probably was <laughs> just like, hey, hey, Joe, do you know how to paint? I mean, kind of. I watch a lot of like Bob <laughs> Ross and shit. You think yeah. you do a castle? I mean, yeah, I could do a castle. Somebody's <laughs> wife was just really into like sword and sorcery and like did yeah. paintings as she, a hobby. She's recently got into these paint by number things. <laughs> Have you heard of these? Great, we, great. We can use these as backgrounds. They probably just went to a state fair and just went to like a like a like a <laughs> an incense burning shop. An in what? You know, an, an incense? incense. Incense. Jesus, what incense <laughs> tonight? Not incest. Well, guess what? <laughs> They're just burning incest left and right. They're just yeah. burning people. Fifty dollars a burn. <laughs> Speaking of incense, there's a Wait, little bit of it. You in make this, it right? or you get it. I, <laughs> yeah, or you get I it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that kind of <laughs> math and money. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, let's talk about uh, Hawk the Slayer some more, shall we? A secret, old man. Tell me, and I shall let you live. It is my right as your eldest son. I demand the key to the ancient power. The ancient power must never fall into the hands of the devil's agents. All right, guys, we're back. We're talking about Hawk the Slayer. This was Mike's pick. Came out in 1980. Had a rating of PG. That's all there is to say right there. There it is. There you go. No, so... Um, Thanks for tuning in this week. This is one that, like, I want to ask that question of, like, is it a cult film? But, like, I don't feel like I have any authority to say if it is or isn't because I know nothing about this film. I will say it is a cult film to the UK audience just off of what I've read and what I've heard. I, I don't think this movie is big in America. Am I wrong to say that? Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say you were you were wrong to say it. I think I think it's bigger in the UK than it is here, at mm-hmm. least because uh, I've never heard it referenced in in American pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have heard it referenced in UK pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I have to imagine that it's more popular. But whether or not that's only because of you know uh, spaced. Uh, because that's that's where I remember it being mentioned. Right, is in that series. Um, I I I don't know. I mean, I from what I know, it seems like people in the UK know what this film is. But you know what? We all don't live in the UK, so no, nope. <laughs> our UK audience can can yeah, back maybe they can up. say like how how popular it is. Now that being said, I know that um, I I've posted like pictures of like the the DVD cover of this mm-hmm. on like Instagram, and people seem to know right. what it is. I've heard. People that are American say, "Oh yeah, Hawk the Slayer. I know what that is." So, again, like, I I still think it does have a cult following in America. Probably just probably not as much as it does in the UK. Yeah, I think it's a cult film for sure. I mean, even American audiences can see the what would what would be the makings of a cult film with this. Oh you yeah, know, definitely. It's, uh, it's yeah, mostly is is budget and uh, ambitiousness. You know, like those two things sometimes yeah, go hand in hand and make a a, a a creation that's 
both horrible and uh, kind of awesome at the same time. Yeah, I had no idea what I was in for. And then that the opening uh, scene happens with the king. I'm taking it. That's mm-hmm. the king uh, in a ch- in a in a in a, in a was chamber. Was he a king? Yeah, he was the king. I, as, yeah. far, as far as I knew. Oh. And, uh, and and <laughs> he has a very old son who may be the same age. <laughs> Jack, I think Jack a Palance. little older. Yeah, Jack. Palance. But here's the thing. I don't remember a time that Jack Pounds isn't 85 years old. It's <laughs> true. Like, there's no, like, I'd never seen him not old. Yeah. And then he has a, a younger son who is Hawk. And, uh, you know, Jack Pounds basically comes in and kills the king. And then there's a magical sword that grabs a rock and is controlled by Hawk's mind. Although right? I, I, mind I, sword. That, I've, 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 I've often tried to figure out how that works. You know, obviously they don't go to much explanation of that. Is the rock. The magical thing that, and somebody made a sword to hold it. Yes. Or is it like they're two magical objects that, when combined, create this thing? Yeah. I took it as just the stone. Yeah, that's I, what I. I yeah. that, well, I mean, well, the sword by, by what you by, by what you just said, you just you just said, is it two magical things that come together? I mean, the fact that the sword has a hand that can even open, open. right, makes yeah. it magical in itself. But I feel like the rock is the source of the power and right. the thing that's connected to Hawk directly. And that's the thing that controls it to be quick draw sword. I yeah. was thinking the the rock controlled the sword to make it open. That's how I kind of took it I, as too. But yeah. I imagine that like it was something where I mean I think he does say something about like doesn't he say that the blade is from like the elvish people or something? No, the stone. It's the last elvish stone. Right. Okay. So it's the last elvish stone. I'm just wondering like making up lore as I go along. Right. Um. As, as, as we do, uh, yeah. as we do on this I, show. I wonder <laughs> if it was like it, it came in contact with humans, and humans were like, "I'm going to make a sword." I got an idea. Let's take this this stone that was really just used to like mill grain or something <laughs> with my mind, turn it into a fucking weapon. Like I don't know. And did they forge this sword with a hand? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> so it's many an questions. interesting thing. It's an interesting quandary. The important thing is that Hawk got it and Voltan did not get it. Yeah, Correct. Because Voltan's yeah. the evil brother. He so. sure is. Yes, and, he is. And, you know, I <laughs> I actually think Jack Palance plays plays shitty and evil pretty good. Uh, Dude, I you're think shitty Hoss, and evil. I, I think you got it. the shitty part right. <laughs> I think he might be the worst actor in the film. Really? Yeah. No, I don't what know. What part if of I agree his performance was evil? What part of his performance was good? No, listen. At the end, when like it's like the final battle, like mm-hmm. he like like he brings himself to a level to where you can tell he's given it his fucking all. I dude. did not see that. <laughs> and this is, this, this is what this film all actually right. does for me. I often wonder, and I want to go back and like see a lot more. Um, of Jack films. Palance films, right? Because watching this, I'm looking back on some of the more memorable performances that I know. Him as Curly, yeah. and then him as uh, the main criminal, like the mob is, boss in Batman. And right, him right? as uh, Curly's he, brother yeah, he's, in, right. in Joker's in boss. And he's the Joker's boss in Batman. Right. And I'm one. Do it. Are my number one. <laughs> I'm just trying. I know to, the rest of the line. I'm but. trying to think if he's just a, a huge over actor. Well, he probably comes from the theater. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, again, I'm making an assumption here, right? Right. Based I, on his performance and the way he, the way I've seen him act. But and I wonder the f- if few he, things I've seen him in. If there's anything, I, I, I've, has anybody any ever seen anything with Jack Palance where he's subtle? Was he in Cops no. and Robertsons or whatever that Chevy uh, Chase movie was? Wait, I think you're right. I think you are right, but I'm not 100 percent sure. You got the fast what, computer. Was he a big character in that? Was he over <laughs> yeah, the top? I, I and pre- real? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and revisit it. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, well, that's 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 my commentary on Jack Palance. All right, moving on. Yeah, but so Hawk, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hawk 
gets the sword and like so I when again didn't read the cover d- just threw it in right right just, just threw it in by the way I just want to say this you and Chris did not follow my advice which was the buddy system for this film no yeah no had no idea that this was not like rated like because I'm thinking sword and sorcery right like it's gonna be a rated R or not have a rating it's gonna be like like super bloody and violent it's violent mm. <laughs> but not bloody. Mm. Oh. And like you like and you like I didn't realize it on the first kill which is the king. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize it. I was like, "Oh, you know, whatever." What did I say when I picked up the DVD box? I was like, "Oh, PG. This yeah. is going to be good." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel but, like I feel like it's violent in the way that like a like a fourteen-year-old gets a camera from his parents and makes a short film no, about about their D and D clan. That, this is my favorite thing about it is like they obviously had so little of a budget that they they were like, let's just shoot around every death. Well, we'll shoot around every death except the, the first death, um, where uh, Jack Pound stabs uh, yeah, the guard. I, yeah, I Kyle pointed you. out. He's like that dagger never. He just places the dagger on the guy's back and the dude just dies. And he just falls over and he follows him down with the dagger, still just barely touching his back. Yeah. Uh, like, that, that didn't do anything. They couldn't even find like a breakaway dagger, like a like a, a cheap like theater dagger. They just went with like a blunt dagger. They're just like, please don't stab him. Yeah. We're giving you the real dagger, but please don't stab him. And he was like so scared don't to do Don't worry, he's scene. he's wearing leather. It, it might stop it. But <laughs> you know what? And, and don't push. Jeff, Jeff has been filing this thing down for a while. I think we're all right. I think we're all right. <laughs> so the other thing that I, I noticed also right away, which I thought was brilliant uh, writing, uh, and kind of drew me in at first, and then I got a little lost after that, but was when... <laughs> When the king was stabbed and he's like, quick, Hawk, I don't have much time. Let me tell you this 20 minute <laughs> thing as I'm dying. Like, it's like the longest. Yeah. I, kept waiting, I kept waiting I'm for him die. to like to exhale. Yeah. And then come to again. Like one more thing. <laughs> it's like, is he going to die? <laughs> it was like, for, it was forever long. Yeah. And then. It just goes into like a whole bunch of uh like you, you like the, the, montages. Yeah. yeah, and the poor, the poor. Uh, you stumble upon what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. The guy who's uh, one arm co- guy. The, the yes, cr- they got the crossbow. Can't the guy with the machine name. gun crossbow. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. The first thing I said when, it, I, when I saw him, I was like, name? I was like, what crossbow uh, from medieval times would have a pistol grip on it? On. <laughs> then I knew it, everything's out the window in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, those quick cuts. Yeah, I love this oh, quick cut, bro. I think this, I think this movie might have invented the jump cut. Uh, I, I, I don't think it invented it, but it certainly perfected it. <laughs> so poor Runolf is, uh, dude. Like, how many times should that guy have died in this movie? He just gets stabbed and stabbed yeah. and shot, shot and stabbed, stabbed <laughs> over and over. Such and a bad time in this movie. It does I even made a comment to Mike because it was. He had already lost his hand at this point. Now he's on the road looking for Hawk, and then he gets stopped by these two sadistic fucks who then tie him to a train. Look at my Does this guy just get his ass kicked the whole movie? Because I don't feel like it, it's going well for him at all. And he does. Yeah, it just keeps happening. <laughs> so we meet him, and he, he runs away like to uh, like a nun nunnery. A nunnery, yeah. A nunnery, That's right. he, stumbles, he stumbles to yeah, one get injured. To a Come on, guys. And they the take monastery. him in. Is that what that's they called? They fix him up. Convent. Convent, there you go. They fix him up, and then Voltan breaks in and steals a nun. Right. Takes one of them, yeah. yeah like the then, main nun. Yeah, and then uh, Runoff has to go and get Hawk. Right. right. Then we cut to like the same fucking shot in slow-mo over and over oh, again yeah. of Hawk 
riding his horse. I know. With that music, which is sick as fuck, I will say that. <laughs> I did enjoy good, the music. I'm not going to lie. It does have some damn good music. Oh, so are we all in agreement that the music's awesome in this yeah, movie? Yes, pretty it fucking is. Good. It's like, like, I was not expecting that like, at like all. It's like a band just jamming like, like the when, whole when time. Me, when me and Mike were going to watch this, like the menus is the music. And and like he was like doing something, so it, it it replayed probably like fifteen times. Wasn't sad about it at all. I was like, oh, this is the part where it picks the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> you start it, learning it, and like every time it comes on, you're like, oh yeah, there's that music again. Yeah, and it's not. It's but just honestly, him all throughout, not even just like the action no. sequences, but like yeah. it carries on, mi- it, like mixed with sound effects and all this shit, like through the whole movie. They had budget for one song, and it was a band probably that they found. Yeah. At like a like a little like a it's got such a sick flute solo too. Dude, oh yeah, it does. It's got that sick, sick as sick fuck. No, that's that, that, no, shit like, going on here. You think it's gonna be like you think it's gonna be like and it is nerdy, but you think it's gonna be like a different kind of nerdy. Like you're thinking like oh it's gonna be like medieval nerdy, yeah. and then it hits you with like eighties, yeah, <laughs> new wave, <laughs> yeah, dude. Fantasy, nerdy. Electri- <laughs> oh, yeah. It was kind of electronic, but yeah. like, it yeah, was this, it was this weird oh. blend of like electronic medieval flutes. I hate to go uh, too far, but the music in certain parts also made me think that this film might have had a western film vibe. Oh yeah. Well, you're you're absolutely correct because the whole time I'm watching it, I was thinking to myself, I'm like. Is this supposed to be like a spaghetti western? Yeah. And then I looked it up, and sure shit, like one of the descriptions was the director wanted to make a spaghetti western based. He wanted to make the movie Fistful of Dollars based in medieval times. Makes so, sense because even the shots, like the standoffs and shit, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a yeah. very western thing. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of those. What, what I love is that he tries to do it with a fucking sword. Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that's like the whole thing with the quick draw sword. Yeah. It's like the same. Yeah, it, and which I appreciate that actually a lot. Yeah. Like knowing that was kind of the intention because it. There, it was something like I'm not maybe not the biggest fan of sword and sorcery films, but this movie definitely spoke to my love of spaghetti westerns because it has that vibe. Even the music that has this weird eclectic yeah. funky sound is totally spaghetti western through and through. Yep. yep. See, I, I read that Star Wars heavy heavily influenced this film. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it did because, like, uh, like uh, kind of makes sense. Like, what's yeah, his well, because what's his name? Voltar has a Darth look- Vader yeah. helmet and, yeah. and a cape and shit. I mean, I can tell you. And then saving the isn't it like a saving the princess kind of story? Almost, it's not a princess uh, in this case. Yeah, but, it's a nun, but yeah, I yeah, mean, why? I mean, yeah, like, same thing. And then like the 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 elf and the uh, uh, Hobbit. It's not a Hobbit. What is it? Dwarf. Yeah, dwarf. Yeah. Are like C three PO and and R two D two. Oh, I didn't really. I, I didn't pick yeah. up on that. I thought, I thought it definitely had. Chewbacca. I de- thought it definitely had Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's what I written think. all over this fucking movie. I think it's it's literally the Fellowship. Like especially, I didn't even know that was gonna happen. I'm like watching the movie. and I'm like, what's what's this witch lady doing? Yeah, right. she's yeah. forming a, a small army. Yeah, and then I'm like, wait, who are these people? I like, I'm thinking the 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 quest or the 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 story that she originally told him wasn't it just for him? Like, if you go into this, he'll be dangerous. And then she's like, here, here's some friends. Yeah, yeah that's basically, exactly what yeah. they did. They can't go out of this alone. We should build a group of people who, who apparently Hawk has known and gone yeah. on adventures with. Yeah. You know, uh, which I loved that aspect because it yeah. made me think, like, oh, what was their adventure like? Right. Like, yeah. what, what, when did he meet this fucking elf dude, or when did he meet the giant? Like, yeah. the dwarf, I didn't really care about. Like, this eh. was just a co- comedic relief. But yeah. I it mean, feels like a carpenter trait. Like, if you think about it, you don't get that backstory, but you get enough to know that these guys were buddies and probably exactly. did some cool shit in the I past. Exactly. I, that elf just bugged the shit out of me. 
He had he yeah he was uh, he was so good when his cloak was up over his head yeah, <laughs> yeah. he no, looked so fucking sick as he's sitting there building his fucking his arrows you know yeah but then as soon as the cloak came off he became like Spock <laughs> Spock yeah exactly yeah, I was yeah, like was. I was like did the guy bit was the guy who made this film like all right I want to make a spaghetti western Star with, Trek movie with Lord of the Rings and Spock. And like the way the elf even talks, it's very he like, talks like a it's computer. Very, yeah, it's like yeah, he does. He's, yes. he's just complete monotone. I will go and, that and way. I gotta imagine <laughs> that this was either. I mean, I don't. I can't imagine that this was just the actor's personality. It must have been an acting choice. Yeah. Like yeah. okay, these were how I think elves or direction speak. choice. Yeah. Right. Like and and because I mean I guess he was supposed to be mysterious to some extent, but he really just came off as just he came off as just cold and just a fucking like a box of rocks. Yeah, yeah, it was very strange. Who can shoot arrows really fast? Like real fast. Like real, real, real fast. Like as fast as a mechanical crossbow. I'm not Which gonna say I hated yeah. him though. Like no, I, like because because it, it was some of that shit they did with his like jump cut bow, like you know, like shooting his bow. I was like, that's kind of you know the thing I will say the re- reason why I did like that character and it's something I don't know if anybody else picked up on, but. I got a real strong sense of certain elements from uh, uh, Kurosawa's Seven Samurai in this, mm-hmm. in the idea of him forming this kind of group. And the elf dude really reminds me, it, I almost feel like the character is taken like verbatim from that film. Of In the film, there's a character, he's a, incredibly quiet, he says few words, but he's a fucking like master like of sword fighting like he just he'll cut you down it doesn't even, doesn't even right. flinch and the the elf guy had that same kind of personality so i felt a lot of that in this movie well i mean what what's like the biggest influence of spaghetti westerns but samurai, samurai films. films so Boom, i mean that full makes circle. a lot of sense i just feel like you're reading way too much no, no you no I mean, you need to watch more movies to see <laughs> influences and things whether he did it effectively or not is a completely different thing but i think that's what the beauty of this film is a little bit go is, watch seven samurai tell me you know, i'm wrong uh, go tell me that the elf in. <laughs> t- tell me I'm wrong. Go watch some of Samurai. I liked Balden. That's his name, right? Balden, the dwarf. Uh, the yeah. giant. No, the 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 dwarf. The dwarf. Yeah, it's Balden. I like the giant more. Gort. You like I was like, hold more? on. Yeah. What about the dwarf just laying on the raft when he could have just ripped the ropes off at any fucking point? I know. Like at one point, I'm like, I'm like, he had a knife on him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, what is what is this about? I don't know what that that whole scene was even about. He gets he gets captured by I, I assume a cult of priests that are mad that what he took some food or something. What happened? Who I knows? can't even I think remember. Just mad at his existence. That's what. Yeah. Dude, they that's... were just racist <laughs> priests. <laughs> You're an abomination. But I love the I love the giant way more because I feel like his intro story was really hilarious and really entertaining. Mm-hmm. When the fight scene started? Well, before that, even with the wheel on the wagon, yeah. and he fucking just ha- it fucking me- hammers yeah. that thing off. Boom! It was it was very Hercules, the television series, with Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I agree good with thing. that. No, it's I agree. very good thing. I agree that is a good thing. Can, like I tell, corny. Can, I, can I tell you my favorite character in all of this film? Yeah, please. Uh, it is the innkeeper. There's a scene <laughs> where so it's weird. like... There's these two guys and they're talking and they're talking about the slave trading thing that's going on in this thing. And and Voltan is like, you know, I don't give a fuck, you know, who your master is. Yeah. Like, I'm a badass. And then he kills one of the guys and the other guy freaks out. But all that while there's like an innkeeper there that's yeah. like kind of watching it. You could just tell that that dude like probably had like a classically trained like he's the only one that like kind of acts it real well. Like he plays like this great comedic 
Right. He's this great comedic character who was his comedic timing is on point. He has all these asides. Like you could tell this I, I just envision this dude being like, Okay, so it's a it's a fantasy film. Okay, I think I can get into this. All right, I'll create a character. Okay, very okay, this is definitely the the break. Break, okay, I'm gonna definitely do this. A dramatic pause, uh a glance at the side. Like you could tell this yeah. dude probably like really like detailed this very small part. And he was the oh, only yeah. only one who did in this entire film. And Jack Palance is probably looking at him just like, fuck this guy. Yeah, Jack Palance <laughs> definitely was giving it his all. That's what I'm saying. It was like, like, I don't know people... if he was giving it his all. If it, that was his all, I don't know. I, mean, I feel for, bad. Okay, I don't know if it's true. Again, got this off the internet, but a story I read was that during one of the fight scenes, Jack Palance got injured by one of the swords i don't that wouldn't surprise and continue to do the scene and then like after the scene was over refused refused to leave the set and like still finished out the day and all that shit oh i believe that 100 percent he was 60 when he did this movie shut up he was why was he the son of someone (laughs) i'm pretty sure he was 60 (laughs) in this film uh, probably because this is the biggest name they had at the time i mean who else in this film is Huge, no one. Jack Palance. Is I the mean, the, I mean, the giant is in you know Kroll, so that's <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Kroll came out later, right? Yeah, but you know what? Actually, I, I think he had a that that actor actually had a, a storied career, like in British TV or something. Yeah, like I that. think a lot of the, um, these the, these actors probably had a pretty good career in British television. But and, Jack Palance probably it was. I mean, he's probably the most the, the most name. internationally mainstream. Yeah. Do you have a favorite character, Kyle? Yeah, I think I already said what mine was, which is I I really like the giant. Gort. Yeah, I liked how I I just liked the way that he interacted with the with the dwarf, and then just his, his his just his overall demeanor throughout the film. And plus, he like wields a hammer, which is just I don't know. That seems cool to me. I guess. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess he got hurt too. I don't know, but the one arm guy. You know what? Now I'm back and going back for because the one arm guy has a machine gun crossbow. I mean, how do you how do you he shake was, how uh, do you shake a hand at that? So what? He wasn't that good. I don't know. I kind of liked him because he reminded me, like, I mean, I know you guys don't watch Game of Thrones, but he kind of reminded me of The Onion Knight, like, I don't know. for people oh, out the there. Oh, The Onion Knight, oh. Kind of like a smarter, like, been around the block, kind of like, yeah, I've been on a lot of- Had your hand cut off. I yeah. Mean, yeah, no shit. Still going. Like, he, yeah, dude's still rocking it, like, <laughs> but still formidable, you know? He's still riding a fucking horse with one hand. Yeah, and he gets a knife thrown in his stomach. Did anybody laugh when Balden was riding that like donkey? <laughs> yeah, ahead of all those horses. I, I was just an obvious, He was actually yeah. behind all of them. I, I thought he was in the front. No, he was. No, he was definitely in the all. back. And I even made a joke. I was like, "Oh, because because he's short, he rides a donkey." Is that how this I works? Think that's exactly what they were going for. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's British humor. But it's only in one. It's only one scene that he's actually on a, an animal of some sort. So they probably only had the donkey for a day. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's like. It's expensive to run a donkey. You didn't yeah, know that. A lot of insurance. Yeah, a lot yeah. of insurance. We don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know how this works. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Hawk the Slayer. Hunchback. Greetings. I don't know what you're doing here, but you've chosen the wrong time to do it. My apologies. I have an urgent request to make. Request? I find myself in need of 2,000 gold pieces. And have been told that that boat contains sufficient for my comms. I shall need your help to unload it. It's a jest. That's a good one. <laughs> it's no jest. Will no one read near this madman? Cut him down! <laughs> 
Let's get into some of the technical aspects of this film before we rate this, Mammer Jammer. Yes, let's. Let's talk about some of, uh, what are, maybe some of your favorite set pieces, maybe a uh, prop. I liked all the tents. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of the glowing rings. <laughs> the glowing rings. Yeah. No, dude, it's just from start to finish. I feel like every scene has like something super low budget looking in it or like, why did they choose to go that route? Yeah, like, yeah. like we didn't we we kind of briefly touched on it earlier, but the whole like slow mo montage of him riding the horse, I I thought it was so hilarious because it's five shots of him coming towards the camera, and then another shot of him riding away. <laughs> like, wait, why is he riding away now? Is he not going to come to this guy's help? And, oh no, he's coming back now. He just had to yeah. turn it around. He had to turn it around again. Yeah, you got to do the the slow. You got to be you know fashionably late. It's it's just when someone's dying, fashion relate yeah. is is the way to go. There's such just a smart <laughs> I could say I want to say smart use. I mean, they just I think they just worked with what they had. Yeah. I mean, my my favorite is obvi- is is the witch, you know, there's that scene where she like sneaks in and kind of like breaks out. They're all captured at the end, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then he kind of calls upon the witch to come save him and the door opens and what appears to be like a blowgun. You think it's like somebody's going to get blowgunned in a <laughs> second? <laughs> And instead, it's just silly string. It's just a bunch of silly string in like in rapid. Like they obviously just sprayed a dude for probably like twenty five minutes and then <laughs> sped it up. And then yeah. sped it up. And um, it's 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 fucking love so that. fucking ridiculous. So I like the I like the mind warp machine that he sits inside of. That was actually that was something that was that, interesting. That's what I was saying. The glowing rings. Yeah, that was oh. actually like probably all their budget went to that. What I guess what what was it just a turntable? It was like it was sitting on a turntable and I guess spinning. all you have to do is take two, two, two rings hoops. that are connected and then yeah, it's spin like two, them. It's basically two hula hoops, and it, <laughs> and it gives the appearance of two rings, like kind of moving in a, in a different way. Well, they were. I guess that's all you really that. have to do. Yeah. yeah, I would actually. You know what? You brought. I'm glad you brought up the witch because you asked early before the break favorite characters. I actually think I might change to the witch. I liked that character. It was she was like. She was like mysterious and kind of strange, and I thought she was kind of cool. And like, I wanted to see more about her when the movie was over. I wanted to find out more about like her story and her journey and shit. I have a question about her. Yeah, is she his mother? No. Why does he call her mother? He does. When does he call her mother? Did when, I miss when this? she like saves him? Basically, like he she he, does. He, call, he goes, he "Thanks, does, mother." He does, he does call her mother. I didn't. I didn't miss that. I guess. Shit. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> that Am just I... opened up so many options. Uh, uh, I mean, like, with the age differences in this film, it's very possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's well, true. how old did you think the witch was? I don't know, like twenty. Like twenty. Push twenty-one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, drinking age, drinking yeah. age. I, I honestly, I really enjoyed the fact that they worked with what they had. I think that yeah. was the charm of the film. Really, I no. totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the props are uh, like okay. So there's one haunted house part of it that we haven't talked about yet, and that's when he, they go through the uh, what I'm assuming is like it's supposed to be like their Wizard of Oz moment of the dark woods. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. You, know, you mean the scene when they actually go through a pre-existing haunted house? Yes. They're like, we can use this footage. Actually, <laughs> I think the fair is still in town. Let's just go there. Yeah, no, that's what it looks like. Take a shot. It's like the Party City cobwebs, and then what are those creatures? What creatures? The ones they're, that pop up from behind the hills in the <laughs> yeah they're making all the noise and then like one of them jumps out and screeches in front yeah. of I have no idea what group. it is and they're like ride I just yeah. remember laughing hysterically when it did pop out didn't I, I laugh I'm pretty sure I laughed yeah 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure we both laughed. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? It looks like <laughs> it looks like a man-ish lizard. Uh, yeah, it's some kind of it's some kind of like pygmy golem thing. It's probably a a, a prop from another film, <laughs> and somebody's gonna be like, "Oh no, those are the main characters Just in the shoot. 1967 remake of Mutant and Men." I think from it's a Mars remake in '67. Yeah, <laughs> good year for remakes. Yeah. It used to be an, it used to be a 1924 film, Mutant Men from Mars. They were really they were really stretchy for original ideas in '67. Yeah. So. so they were just like, they were just like hey, let's take it. Um, they, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure they recycled a lot of this stuff. I, I feel like as far as cinematography goes, they they really used that zoom lens that you know, like everything was a zoom in or a yes, zoom it out. Yeah. It's a hide. It's, it's a hide everything. Is that what it is? It's, yeah. it's yeah. to make it feel bigger, like They're you're shooting opening around. Up. Literally I mean, if everything if, in this film. If we're going to talk about technical, then we need to talk about jump cuts. Oh, oh yeah. I, oh, I'm like, fairly concerned they did invent jump cuts. I don't know if they Not did. I'm no. convinced. <clears throat> I don't think they invented they it, but, invent the, jump cuts. but oh, Jesus but Christ, they, did they, they use it. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, with such a low budget, you have to make him look badass somehow, and I am guarantee the actor they got can't fire off 10 arrows in a second, so it's like, we'll just shoot well, one, and then we'll... What's so great maybe, about it? Go on, I'm I was going to say, yeah, maybe it's just... The editing style of this film is just unique. It's not so much the cinematography; it's the it's the way they oh, cut the it all together. I, right. I think I think it's the shining jewel of this entire film. Yeah, and I think it really makes it. Without that, like so much of the laughs, like the so bad it's good stuff, comes from these rapid fire jump cuts. That mm-hmm. I mean, when that's if, when I, when I when I said that I when I watched this film for the first time, it mesmerized me. Like it was those scenes that I was like. Holy fucking shit! He just fired off like eighteen arrows. <laughs> it just, well, just repeatedly there, did it. There's the, there's the one jump cut, which is I think the most hilarious of the film, and the the elf is diving yeah. through the air, <laughs> and it just keeps cutting back to him floating in the air, reshooting the air, going like, choo, back choo, to the choo, ground, falling back yeah. up again. It just keeps going back and forth. It's so amazing. Yeah. Oh God! But the music made it work. That was the thing. Yes, the music did like, make it, it made work. the it made the that style of cutting. It's like it, it was like forced action. Yeah, like we're gonna make this shit action packed, whether yeah. we have the budget or not. Yeah. Fuck this. When <laughs> shooting it, it wasn't very action packed, but yeah. we were gonna make it look like it was. Mm-hmm. They really did. They kind of went like I would say somewhat ambitious, right? With like a automatic. They went incredibly crossbow. ambitious. This, this entire is, film. Yeah, this this like, entire film is. We got a small budget, but fuck it. Like that's not gonna stop us from making a big budget. You know, film. sword and sorcery film essentially. Yeah, I it, mean, we'll just shoot around everything. We'll figure it out. Didn't this movie create the sword and sorcery genre? No, no. I read something that it was like one of the spearheading ones of the genre. I mean, I think it. You know what? Actually, I do think it actually came out. Did it come out before Conan? Came out in 1980. I think Conan came out like 1982, right? Uh, yeah, I, think, I, I thought I read somewhere so, that yeah. this was one of this the actually, movies that got this people. This actually did come before the whole real. Like, okay, so. It existed before, like I think Sword and the Sorcerer came out before this, and there are other films like from the '60s, like uh, I mean, not the '60s, yeah, maybe the '60s, like the Magic, good remake, like the Magic Sword and stuff like that. They had a lot of like heroes slaying right. dragons kind of thing, and that was really popular. Uh, I mean, like I said, like Conan obviously spearheaded the uh, the real like push to like make these type of films the mainstream, yeah, because it yes. was such a bi- it was a big hit, and and you know. It, you know Frank Frazetta, and you know right. really brought that into the thing. But like this film, I mean, you you could even argue that like Hawk the Slayer is not technically like a traditional. Um, well, you should sword the, and sorcery the first film because he's not an anti-hero; he's a true hero. Yeah, but the first, but the There's first ones in, jo- in in genres generally yeah. are 
Like the, the they have the workings of what the genre will become. You could re- you could really say that this is a high fantasy film like Lord of the Rings before it's like a true sword and sorcery film, but right. it just has a lot of the makings of. Do you think Disney greatness? Because yeah. Disney did sword and sorcery like cartoon films. Sure, absolutely. Like Sword in think, the Stone and do, and like even like Sleeping Beauty would maybe be kind of like that too. Does yeah. turn to a dragon. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, just just. There's also like Robin Hood. I mean, it's animals and shit, but like whatever. I mean, like, like fantasy is a thing. Like, I mean, fantasy existed for a very long time. People right. were definitely. I mean, like, the thing with the thing with Disney films though is Disney films are always they always base Disney films on pre-existing folklore, and mm-hmm. they recreate them for a kid audience. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean. Like I, I don't know if I could if I could say like Disney was directly influenced by the if they were influenced by anything it was influenced by this is hot let's look at some oh, sh- folklore tales that we can turn into animated well features. no like Sword and Stone and at least Sleeping Beauty I would probably would have came out way before yeah. this right they they definitely would have yeah yeah. Uh. No, so I'm, I'm, I'm asking if you th- if I if you guys think Disney had no. some influence like oh no. this is a genre that no. actually works like no I I really think it. it, it I mean, the genre that works is that, like, there were Arthurian legends and stuff like right. that that existed, and they were all told throughout time, and people, like, wanted to remake them. Like, there's a pl- there's plenty of versions of Shakespeare's Hamlet and all these other things that came out before this. I think that fantasy became a thing. I think it was really popular. I mean, if I were to guess, like, a, an era, like the 60s, I think, is when they mm. kind of started doing a lot of, like, these, like, low-budget, like, fantasy films. Like Magic Sword's a really good one. Like that has like uh, what's her name uh, from Vampira is in it. Like, but at older, she's like much older at this time. Mm. But um, that's a, that's one that I can remember. But th- like, okay, if you really want to get into the detailed distinction between like a sword and sorcery film and like a high fantasy film, like Conan is is a real traditional f- sword and sorcery, which is like an antihero, a guy that really is out for himself and just kind of comes into a town. But, but, like, it has aspects of, like, what Kyle said, like, a very spaghetti Western attitude mm-hmm. about it. Like, those characters aren't necessarily, like, really, like, good guys. They're always kind of dudes that kind of, like, show up into town and, like, take care of business. Right. But at first, maybe for their own personal gain, and then through their journey, like, they have some, like, a small sense of justice that makes them stick around, mm-hmm. you know? Hawk the Slayer, like, Hawk is a fucking hero. Mm-hmm. Like he's this guy that like you know yeah, he's he has a pure. sense of justice and he wants to make he wants to do good all the time. Right. So technically, it's probably it, you know in terms of like if you're really going to get detailed into like the genre, it's probably more of a high fantasy film. Well, but it still <clears throat> follows that sword and sorcery I mean, thing that was popular at this time. I'll just I'll I'll, I'll just I'll, I'm going to just slightly disagree just based on the uh, on the basis that like like look the first of a genre doesn't always set all the rules like if you look at a lot of uh, it's 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 widely considered that like fistful of dollars and like django were like the first spaghetti westerns but there was two films that came out prior to that a year before that had the main character was actually more of a hero type but it had all the workings of a spaghetti western but it wasn't quite there yet and i think that's what this film is this film is all the workings of sword and sorcery but it isn't quite fully realized well, yet. Well, I, what I guess what I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to say is the sword and sorcery genre existed like in literary form right. before it existed in film form. Right. So, like, you know, I think it's Howard, I can't remember his name. Well, I mean, this Robert is, Howard or something like that. He, he, did, he wrote those 
those books like in the like the 40s or 50s or something right. like that and like then Frank Frazetta jumped on and he started drawing these these pictures from that book and that existed well before any of these films came out okay. like I mean at least Conan the movie sure but um, like you said you're right like I mean in terms of I feel like they should be considered separate like the literary like yeah the fantasy shit and the, and the stuff versus like an era of film that existed where everybody wanted wizards and warriors and swords and swashbuckling and shit like that. I feel like a lot of that, and I feel like this was a precursor to that genre right. that kind of became, and, it, and it's still thrown in with this era of mm. films. Happens in film all the time. Yeah. I have a question. I'm looking at this cover, and correct me if I'm wrong, but does he look like Han Solo? Sure as fuck does. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Sure as fuck does. Okay, so maybe that's where you're getting the Star Wars reference. Yeah. Maybe they're say, looking at this cover oh, art and saying... Yes. This looks like it could be a fucking Star Wars movie with Han Solo holding a sword. Going back to what Mike was saying, though, I'm just saying that they're, they're, it's still going on today. I mean, look at that. Jurassic Park, right? Here you go. For, for you know, big budget dinosaur movie. But dinosaur movies existed before. Right, 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 right. But what? But also in literary things, what follows next after it? Congo. <laughs> you know, funny. like they take he set himself yeah. up for Congo. Like they they take another like. Wait, did Congo come out before Jurassic Park? No, no, no. no it was the after. Crichton. It was when yeah. Crichton shit was. So high. here they said this presidents for like yeah. you know big budget action like uh, almost mythical animal. Even though dinosaurs aren't mythical, but like mythical animal I mean, thing. I mean, they're I mean, real, they're real, like, how do we follow it up? If again? you want to, if you want to just talk about just. Uh, yeah, trends. Yeah, I mean, it's simple yeah, as trend. that. It's I, just trends. Like I yeah. said, I like I want to go. I want to try to steer away. Sometimes you do want to steer away from, you know, books versus film because or dinosaurs and just go with great. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I think they got a little carried away. Sure, things existed way before, like fantasy existed, and swords and sorcery and tales of of swashbuckling and heroes. That shit existed like way back in like the twelve hundreds. Like people fucking Even told these that. vocal right. tales about it. But like Big mythology is that shit. Film, fi- there are film trends that exist that may cop that that take from these things, but I think they stand alone. I think Hawk the Slayer. I mean, Jesus Christ! Like, I mean, what they take from so many different things: Star Wars and yeah. Lord of the Rings, and and you know, like right. he, they, there's influences for all these things the, in well, this that's thing. What, that's what you do when yeah. you're a low budget director. You try to get all the cool shit yeah, in there. You, yeah, <laughs> you try you to squeeze it all every, fucking in there. You have everything that's working. I like these films too. Let's that's just like, jam it. What, what kind of movie is it? Well, yeah. it's an action romance, uh, sci-fi, fantasy, uh, western, uh, horror. horror movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all those things. You can sell this, no problem. Sword and sorcery. <laughs> so, what are we rating this, Mammer Jammer? Can we do like mine swords? Can we get mine swords up in here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, get mine swords. Yeah, we'll get a mine sword. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would assume we could get a mine I mean, sword. I mean, we at least could get a mine sword. If not, we'll we'll contact Forged and Fire and see if they can. I don't know how like good uh, it's gonna look at that size, but we'll do it. Well, why don't you just get the fist holding the orb? Okay, I don't care. We'll 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 we'll, we'll figure sword. it out. Get the fucking sword, no, Chris. The fucking sword. That's Chris. what we do on cult film interview. We solve problems. <laughs> we solve we, we solve society's <laughs> biggest questions. All right, Kyle, you go up. You go first. All right, you go first, Kyle. I will go first. Thank you, Cody. I mean, look, if I'm gonna rate this movie, like face value. I mean, it's going to come in at, you know, a one or two, but that's not what this movie's about. This movie is 
UK's answer to Troll 2. And I think some people in the room might agree with me on that one. This is so bad it's good for sure. And I said it's good for the buddy system because when you got someone else there, you got someone else to fucking riff off the movie with, which is what me and Mike were doing the whole time. I felt like I was watching this movie with riff tracks going on in the background because we just kept fucking joking and ripping on the movie. It's incredibly entertaining. It's insanely ambitious. Not everything looks good, but that's okay because it's really an entertaining, energetic film for what little budget they had. Um, I'm going to rate this four uh, Mind Swords because I will probably watch it again with friends because I think it was entertaining as fuck. High. Too high. I don't care. I stand by it. Go check this movie out and laugh. Get drunk first. Chris? Yeah. Uh... I really did, um, by the end of it, appreciate what was going on in this film. Like, I, I definitely get the charm of um, it being it being low, low budget but ambitious, and I, I do respect that a lot about films. Um, but I am giving this a two because <laughs> this film is just not that memorable to me. Like, it's not that ex- it wasn't that exciting. Like, I liked a lot of the shit that was in it, but. At the same time, like maybe it's just a problem with me not liking the genre that much. Should have watched it with a friend. But no, I get it. Like I saw it. I get what's. I get the jokes. I understand why it would be so bad. It's good. I don't think this is like Troll Two. I don't think this is as memorable. Not nearly as memorable as Troll Two. But maybe that's just a matter of taste. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to stick it at two. It's a fun watch for the first time, and perhaps it would be more fun with the group. But, you know, ultimately, like, I'm not, I don't need to add this one to the collection. I'll go next. I, it was right there with Chris. I am uh, at a two. I, uh, it doesn't, for me, it didn't capture me like Troll 2 did. I'm in the same thing. Like, like I was, I had a, I had to force myself to watch it. Should have watched it with a buddy. Had a force <laughs> myself, to, but I think that's maybe because you watched it with a buddy who had actually seen it before too, and, and like knew kind of maybe what to look out for a little bit. Could be like, and not being not not knowing what to look out for and just watching it, I was just like, this is just. I, I will admit, this is a bad movie, and of course, Mike would pick a a, a bad. Like he would pick a like British humor. I think would be like Mike's thing. I'm just saying, I'm just there's throwing not, that out there. But does not. There's no British humor. No, in Br- this. no, that's nothing. what I'm saying. And this is like bad British humor. Like no, I wouldn't. I don't even I don't say even it's bad British humor that, either. Yeah. I picked up like there's some like one liners in there and stuff like that that is just they they're deadpan, and they're not even like they're the, that's for me. I didn't find them even like oh that's so bad it was funny. Like I just didn't. I was just more like, oh, okay. Like, I see what they were tr- they were actually trying to make a very serious film with this. Like, I can tell that's the joke, you know. And I get that that that's the joke, but for me, <laughs> for me, like, it was just it would like it failed on so many accounts. Like, there was I didn't find the charm. I couldn't find the charm in it. I don't know. Maybe it was me. I I didn't like any of the characters. You notice I didn't ask answer who my favorite character was because I don't have one. They all equally suck. Well, you did ask. So the why are you giving it a two? Because uh, just the music. <laughs> the, the music gets a two. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like a one to me. Well, no, really. the music gets a two, and like I see I, again, I'm with you. Like I see why people and can enjoy it. It's just like I don't know. I don't know. All 
All right. Well, there you go. He doesn't know. It's a two. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it. There's no charm. It doesn't have the. It doesn't have charisma. <laughs> See, I felt like it did. <laughs> the jump cuts themselves are the. That's char- mainly why I'm charisma. giving it a two. Charisma, by the be- way, is because I do. I do feel like it had charisma and it did have you know charm, but yeah, it, but in the music was good. But other than that, not not memorable. Yeah. A- entertaining is what I'll say. Mike. I'm gonna, I'm I'm with Kyle. Like I, I'm giving it a four. Yes! Too high. Thank you. It's not it's not too high. And I and I and I. You guys enjoyed each other more than you enjoyed the fucking. What can movie. I tell you? Something? That, is that can how Troll Two fucking works? I think you might you might have hit at least one thing too. And you both are hitting something right now that I was gonna go on. I I think that Kyle was right. I think you should have watched this film together with a group of people. I think you should have had a good time with it. And I think that a lot of people's love of Troll Two might come from the reverence that people telling them that it's supposed to be so good it's bad and then they go so into bad, that it's good yeah yeah or that's what i meant Sorry. i totally i totally and agree i think with you. there is a there is a level of bias when it comes to that i think if you showed troll 2 to someone randomly who had absolutely no idea what to expect they're not going to be like the beauty of this film no, i don't won't. i don't think so no, i think yeah. a lot of it has to do with <laughs> i agree with that with with having a sort of um experience with with a yeah, group a of community, people yeah it's a community film just yeah. like that it's like and if you and i told you guys watch it together troll 2 i didn't watch with somebody else oh well, really I mean, first time you ha- saw it you didn't watch it but here's else. the thing oh, what i mean uh, is what i mean to say is this just breaks all the rules what i'm saying is is that troll 2 is so revered as being something you know what to expect going into it Yes. No one says to you, Troll 2, watch it because you won't, like, you know, this is actually a good film. No one actually gives Troll <laughs> 2 to somebody and says, this film is so fantastic, you, you know. You start doing that. Like, you you could, and probably, you know what you would do? If you showed this to your mom or something, you're like, hey, you should check out Troll 2. It's, it's the new hip thing. Right, right. Like, this is really, this is a really poignant film about, <laughs> poignant you know, yeah. I'm sure your mom would come back to you and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? This film was horrible, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't get but it. if you show it as... You know, this is you gotta a party. check out this, this film. Is, this, this is, is a party. Event. Have a good fucking time. Yes. Like, revel in how bad everything is. Like, love things for how bad it is. You know, <laughs> I mean, I and I do understand where where UK audiences, and quite honestly, probably a lot of American audiences watch this film and say, "Holy shit!" This is- oh, I don't, I, I don't, I, I definitely believe that. Like, all of that. Say, don't, like, don't say you don't disagree because you did disagree. No, no, I, back, keep, keep going, no, Mike. I don't believe that there's not an audience for it. Like, it's just like I said, I, I, you know, what? I can totally agree. I'll say like, that. I'll Troll say this, Cody. For me, has a charm, Cody. Cody that, but you threw. But in, what I'm me. saying is, when you said you threw in this movie, you threw it in with no expectation. You had no, no. idea what to expect. Blah blah blah. Like you just threw it in there. Yeah. So maybe on a second watching, I might enjoy it now because I'll I know more. T- of what I'll definitely to look tell, for. tell Kyle. I threw in Hawk, Hawk the Slayer, and I said, "Get ready for a shit show, like that, like no other." And as soon as that fucking <laughs> DVD thing came on, yeah. he was like, "Holy shit, this film is gonna be a fucking roller coaster of shit." Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel and, like that's a direct quote. And it was that. You know, we watched <laughs> it together, and all we did was riff on it and have such a great time. I doing can say, it. I can say this. I can, I can totally see your perspective, Cody, because I mean. Look, there there are moments in the film where I started to kind of go back into the way I am when I watch any movie for this podcast by myself, which is kind of the kind of cold analytical. Let's see what what let's see what this movie is all about thing. And if I watched it like that, yeah, like I said, it'd be a two. That would, at face value, it's a two. But this is an event kind of movie. You watch it with friends. You have some drinks. And you fucking laugh at how fucking terrible this movie is. Here's the thing though that I feel about that it. If I went back and watched that film with you three now, having seen it, 
I don't think I would find it any more funny than I already found it. Like, I, because I, I knew this film, I did know at least enough to, to, that this was an early entry and a very low budget film. So I expected some level of camp and, you know, just mm-hmm. like ridiculousness. But I don't think that if I sat in a room with you guys and you were laughing at parts, like I don't think I don't know that it would make me laugh at those parts necessarily. What they said, mob rule, mob rule. Uh, what they what what they would have been riffing on would probably have made you laugh maybe more than the film. Maybe so. Yes, it's possible. But like very, li- part, very likely, saying, actually. That, but the, what they're saying is that's part of the charm. Well, I think that's a part of the charm of yeah. Troll Two for sure. Like and try to watch it. No, no, you're right. You're at right. Face value is being like, well, maybe I should. If you guys, if you guys remember <laughs> from the very little that I spoke during Troll Two, like I during that episode, like l- look, I didn't. I watched the movie by myself. Didn't get it at all. Yeah, like there were some parts where I thought, oh, that's that's kind of that's ridiculous. That's funny, but I didn't nearly get it on the level that you guys got it on because you guys knew what it was. I went into it just knowing Troll Two is a really bad movie. So I went into it face value and came out just on. I, I think I rated it a two. I might have rated it a two. I don't remember. Mm, interesting mm. social experiment. Very huh? interesting. That's, that some movies are. I just mean, we, that. we did we did Plan Nine too. I think I think I remember we all rated it pretty high as well. I mean, I watched that one alone. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. but you knew the reverence behind it. <clears throat> yeah, and, uh, and I think that has a lot to do with this sometimes how you go into it knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. Like okay, what, what's up? What's what's the thing with Plan Nine that everybody knows? Oh, okay, well, there's all these continuity errors. There's like fucking mics coming in out of the ceiling and right. people holding on to like cardboard fucking you know chairs as as, as steering wheels and right. shit. Like that's something that is 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 become now part of. It's a part of the viewing experience that 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 actually makes people keep coming back to these films. Mm-hmm. And the fact that somebody tried so seriously to make a serious film out of this, mm-hmm. I think Hawk to Slayer reeks of that. Like the guy that was trying to make this film, he wasn't trying to make a campy like, okay, no, he was not. He was definitely like, yes, Look, we don't have a budget, but who the fuck cares, guys? Like, balls to the wall. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> I guarantee you know? in, the, in the editing room, each time they finished like a scene or cut, he probably, he's probably like, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> And, it's just and, like, you know, it, and people talk about this film like that to some extent. People are still like, fucking, it's a sword that you can control your fucking mind. Here, here, and it moves faster than a bullet. <laughs> like, I mean, there here, are people that fucking go nuts over that what's shit. What's stopping me from, from I, I, I get what you're saying, and it's probably true that I would laugh at some kind of banter be, about the film, you know. But the problem is, is like, I didn't feel connected, like kind of what you said, like that connected to really any of the characters that much. Like I liked them while they were on screen, but they're not like, they're not like, like, I mean, you can't piss on hospitality beats out any fucking line in in this film. Like, like, I will say that there's not any like lines that are like, there's not a lot of like super deep, like crazy lines. It's true. It's true. And like, I get that they're different films. They're going to offer different types of things, but like, like I just didn't, like I wasn't. Roped in by any particular person or character or or event performance. I can't honestly say I was like connected to any character troll too, though. No, 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 but you can connect to like the shitty ass performances, which I did in this movie. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, there was a lot of shitty performances in this. I feel like this was not as bad. No, No, it definitely isn't. No, I'll give you that. The actors in this, and actually, surprisingly enough, a lot of the actors that went on, they went on to do stuff like. Yeah, Jack like, Palance got, got huge. Well, even the main guy, well, he John, was in some things. John Terry was the father in Lost. He was the dad in Lost, and he and he went on to do other work. I mean, yeah, a lot of these guys, and like even the, the Cyclops, you know, yeah, 
He went on and it, play, playing a much different role, like in Crawl. Yeah, this like is, he's right. much more. He had one I eye. didn't know it was the same same person. You, you kind of can't tell, but I mean, if you even look at some of some of the stuff that he did earlier in that, he was like a comedic actor, I think, that played some kind of military. Interesting. Guy. I don't know, but in this one, he's much. There's much more humor, and he's not as uh, regal as the Cyclops yeah. in Crawl, who is like mm-hmm. he speaks with so such eloquence right. to like the rest of the group. But he's that, probably the best actor in that fucking <laughs> film. <laughs> this is the most controversial rating. Yeah. Well, we've no, had because, so far. because well, like Chris said, you know, like we so with Troll Two, you have terrible acting, you have terrible writing, and this one you have so. I mean, you have you have terrible writing, but there's also terrible not, acting. The elf is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's but there's yeah, but there's. It's still. I don't feel like there's any real good acting in this movie. I feel like it didn't quite c- cross the threshold of yeah. like so bad it's good. Like, like there's some I bad. I was laughing sh- hysterically. There's some bad shit all in this, say. but I don't know if I would call it so bad. I like, mean, yeah. I think the the props, the silly string shit, yeah, all that no, stuff. No, there's is those moments. The ping pong balls, real bad. I see the like, ping pong balls are stupid in theory, but they look kind of cool on screen. Like we have, to, I have to admit, like it was cheesy, but it was like okay, like yeah. I'll I'll accept it. I, I'll definitely say I'll definitely agree with you. If you're gonna tell me like the so bad, if we're gonna start rating individual <laughs> parts of this film is so bad, it's good acting. Only one or two characters are so like the yeah, elf right. is so bad. He right? really is, you know. <laughs> now the editing of this film, absolutely more so than I would say Troll Two. Oh yeah, the editing is terrible. Really, in this film. I mean, but it's not terrible though. It's it, just a, it's just experimental. It's terrible in such a way that it it has actually become <laughs> one of the one of the driving forces to like this film. It makes you kind of like use. it more, you know. He looks. He takes a jump cut and he just fucking goes nuts with it. Yep. And he's like, "I'm gonna use this as a rapid fire attempt to draw this scene but, out because I can't show. I don't. Ha- I only have so many arrows to shoot." What he did <laughs> fill in nicely with though was sound effects, uh, you yeah. know, and music. Like he, you know, while it's like the the movie's cut all crazy, I feel like it all feels like it works. Right. You right. Know? Right. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media at Cult Film and Review. Our Cult Film underscore review. What yeah. is it now? On Twitter and Instagram. And then you can follow us on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. Go check that out. Tons of videos on there for you to peruse through. And then uh, you can follow Kyle. You can follow me on Instagram at Cult Film underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris. Cult film underscore Chris on Instagram. And you can follow my guy at my Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. All right, guys, so just remember if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>